Biden announced something he called the Build Back Better agenda. Of course, we mocked it at the time. But looking back, it was in some ways a hopeful document. America must have been a very rich country back then. And by back then, we mean last year. There weren't a lot of essentials in Biden's agenda. The first three things that any normal nation needs and thinks about obsessively are food, water, and energy. That's the standard. In China, for example, every government policy, foreign and domestic, is designed above all to secure adequate reserves of food, water, and energy. And that makes sense. The Build Back Better agenda was the opposite of that. It did not suggest any concern at all about whether Americans might have enough to eat or could afford enough heating fuel to keep from freezing to death over the winter. Biden's agenda was focused on the kind of added extras you get to when you fixed everything else and then still have trillions left over. Build Back Better promised us something called environmental equity, whatever that is. It demanded amnesty for millions of illegal aliens because at the time, the American economy seemed robust enough to share with the entire world. Universal health care for Honduras. Biden called for free solar panels for everybody and taxpayer-funded pre-K for all American parents and so on and on. Build Back Better was the neoliberal version of flying cars. It was a dreamy Christmas list of luxuries that for a moment in time seemed almost within reach. A lot has changed. Nobody's talking about flying cars anymore. Here's Joe Biden from yesterday. Do you want to know the secret to making a great podcast? With regard to food shortage, yes, we did. So talk about food shortages. And uh, and it's going to be real. The price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. And uh, because both uh, Russia and Ukraine have been the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, for example. Just give one example. So if they're the breadbasket of the world, why don't you take the sanctions off them? That's all I'm saying. Why don't you take the sanctions off them, Biden? Take the sanction off Russia. Take the sanction off of Russia. Ukraine and Russia are the breadbasket of the world, and you decide to put your hands in, in their business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Food shortages, Biden said, quote, they're going to be real. Once again, in case you missed it, to repeat, food shortages, not in Sudan, in Cincinnati, in Reno, in Spokane, in Norfolk, and of course in our big cities too, where not a single person who was born here has any idea what a food shortage is. Our problem has always been having too much food. Now we won't have enough. We know that because the president of the United States just told us that on camera. So what is this going to mean? How do food shortages affect a country? Well, if you're interested, go online and read about it. All of recorded history will answer your question. A food shortage is not like deciding to skip dessert. It's not a diet. It's not voluntary. A food shortage is different. It's scary. Food shortages topple governments. They turn moderates into revolutionaries. A food shortage is a big deal. You don't want one. But now we're getting one just a little over a year into Joe Biden's presidency. Think forward. If the traditional calendar holds, we've got 1,032 days left of the Joe Biden administration. And you wonder what things will look like by then. We're already speeding toward dystopia. Not that the White House seems aware of it or to care in any way. Here's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen from this morning, for example, letting you know it's time to stop whining about gas prices because actually they're not very high. How high 
do you think oil prices can get at the pump? Uh, listen, I, there's a lot of uncertainty about it. Um, they're not as high in real terms as they were um, earlier, earlier in this century. And um, they, you know, it's conceivable that they could move higher. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Settle down. And there's a reason for it. As Joe Biden explained, you're paying more for gas because we have slapped sanctions on Russia. Sanctioning Russia is the right thing to do. So shut up and feel virtuous as you slowly go broke. Now, for some people, particularly those who don't drive cars, this might seem like an adequate answer. But others in good faith may ask, okay, I'm not against sanctions in theory. But since they're clearly not hurting Putin and they clearly are now hurting my family, what is the point of sanctions? Is there a point? Let me know. Make me feel better. And the answer is, yes, America, there's a point to sanctions. Sanctions are designed to prevent Russia from invading Ukraine. We know that because not so long ago, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, told CNN that, quote, the purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. And then Jen Psaki, the president's publicist, backed him up, quote, our intention is to have a deterrent effect with sanctions. Kamala Harris agreed. The difference, she said, the deterrent effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one. So sanctions work, except they didn't actually work. Putin invaded Ukraine anyway. The sanctions failed. So what's the response? Admit they failed? Try something new? No. Joe Biden is pretending that the administration never claimed sanctions would deter Russia from invading Ukraine. Here's the new line. Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanction would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions. The maintenance of sanctions. I'm kind of hearing the same lie, kind of with the secret sauce that we all have to get. And the reason why you get the secret sauce, the definition of why you have to get the secret sauce, is a completely definition, you know, that, you know, you have to wait 10 years, you know, you have to wait 10 years to develop a good, you know, sauce, but they're not doing that. The sauce was created in six to nine months, and they're just shoving it down our throats to take that secret sauce, you know, because it's the term for the reason why, you know, it starts with a, well, I'm not even going to say the letter, but you know what I'm talking about. That secret sauce we all have to get. Increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop it. Elemental presents the web creators. All right. Sanctions never deter. Why do you keep saying that? He said, well, because you kept saying your White House press secretary, your vice president, your secretary of state all said that verbatim. But they're not acknowledging that, hoping that our memories have been so damaged by the iPhone will be as forgetful as Joe Biden himself. Now they want us to believe that sanctioning Russia can force Putin into withdrawing from Ukraine. Is that true? Can Putin be sanctioned into retreat? Well, we certainly hope it's true, sincerely. How could he be sanctioned into retreat when he's already in Ukraine and he already is winning the war and he already is handing Ukraine their backside and it's only a matter of time before the war is over. So the sanctions don't work and um, 
we're in for some we're in trouble we're in trouble uh, there's a lot to survive that's all i have to say there's a lot to survive from and with these food shortages i'm telling you now cannibal cannibalism will be in a person's mind and there are probably will be people who will practice it it's sad to say it's gonna go there this is this is where you'll have the zombies because when people don't eat for a certain amount of time they lose all sense of reason and they will do anything to fill their bellies but there's no evidence that it is true there's not even really an expectation that it's true even joe biden didn't claim that was going to happen so it is the point we're not sure that's a topic for another show but in the meantime this country we know this for sure is being badly hurt by those sanctions as Reuters recently reported, quote, Western sanctions on Russia, a major exporter of potash, ammonia, urea, and other soil nutrients, have disrupted shipments of those key inputs around the globe. Fertilizer is key to keeping corn, soy, rice, and wheat yields high. Growers are scrambling to adjust. You following this? Those ingredients are necessary to put food on your table at a price you can afford. If you don't have those ingredients, what do you get? Food shortages, which are a direct result of policy from the White House, a policy whose intended effect is still not clear. What is the point of this? If there's a good point, people will put up with it. Why don't you tell us what that point is? Fertilizer bills are expected to jump around 15% just this year, and they could go higher. Some farmers say they are already seeing fertilizer prices go much higher than that. Watch. Mike Gunderson's family has been farming wheat, soybeans, and corn on this land since the 1950s. He expects the weather to throw him a curveball in farming, but not a war. All the stuff in Ukraine, there's so much volatility in the market. The U.S. imports $10.3 billion worth of fertilizer for crops. $1.3 billion of that comes from Russia, which is now off the market. Oh yeah, just to let you know, food riots have already began in Iraq. Just to let you know, fun fact. The Minnesota Association of Wheat Growers says farmers lay down fertilizer at least twice a year. There's a lot of fertilizers that are four and five X more expensive than they were a year ago. Fertilizer has drastically outpaced the rate of inflation. Russia's ban on fertilizer is scheduled to last until the end of the year. And while supply is already tight this year, it's the future many are worried about. So sanctions have thrown American agriculture into profound turmoil and will cause, again, as the president has told us out loud, food shortages, which are maybe the most destabilizing trend you could ever have in a country, not just to the politics, but to the social factor. It's scary. But it's not just sanctions. There are a lot of reasons. It's not just the war in Ukraine. In response to energy and food shortages, the Biden administration is shutting down domestic oil and gas production. That makes food more expensive. It makes everything else more expensive. And as the pressure on American farmers rises and as food becomes scarcer and more expensive in this country, that same administration is allowing the government of China to buy up this country's farmland. According to Politico, and this was two years ago, Chinese investors own nearly 200,000 acres of U.S. ag land valued at at least $2 billion. Now they're due- Like I said, I'll say it now and I'll say it again. This guy is completely doing his bidding of 
you know, the new world order. They are really trying to break America down. Okay, you letting China buy up the farmland. Bill Gates is also buying up farmland, just to let you know about that too. Buying up the land to make uh, McDonald's fries. These people are working together to bring this this nation to its knees and bring the common people to a state of ruin and decadence. That's what they're going to do. And these people, while everybody here is starving and suffering, they will be eaten high off the hog. I guarantee it. Doing this in part with the help of subsidies paid for by U.S. taxpayers. And Chinese investors are continuing to buy more every single year. Again, food, water, energy. That's what you need for a country. The Chinese understand that. As Congressman Dan Newhouse put it, quote, the current trend in the United States is leading us toward the creation of a Chinese-owned agricultural land monopoly. In our country, the most productive farmland in the world, now owned by what we used to call our main global rival, and I think we can now say with the realignment in progress, is our main global enemy. Owned by a country that seeks to displace us and punish us. It's insane. Would the Chinese government permit American investors to buy its country's farmland or water resources? That's not even a real question. Of course not. No sane country would do that. And no foreign entity should be allowed to control America's critical natural resources. So how long till the Chinese start scooping up the Great Lakes, which are our largest reservoirs of fresh water? Food, water, energy. Don't laugh. That's where we're headed. And it could happen much sooner than anyone seems to realize. Fishing companies are paying such high costs... China's already bought up most of the meat plants here. Let, just to let you know that fun fact, too. They're running out of business. Here's another Fox Multimedia report. Watch. Yeah. Let's go. Picking up the cost of boat rentals and charters. Leaving captains like Cody Kinney with two choices. Cancel charters that are not profitable or increase ticket prices. The increases are not just hitting the tourism industry. From our boats that go out fishing to our trucks that deliver the product, everything that we use to run our business we see a, at least a 35% increase. Nello Casarino runs Galveston Shrimp Company. He says passing those prices onto the consumer is not a reliable option. Because the consumer at some point will stop buying it. It turns into a, a ripple effect where the plants have to lay off employees, uh, you know, trucks stop moving. All part of our food supply now imperiled through a remarkable combination of negligence and terrible decision-making. Not just by this administration, by previous administrations, but brought to the point of crisis by Joe Biden. And by the way, it's not just a question of what it costs to fuel a commercial fishing fleet. The oceans themselves are being depleted of fish, entire species, by the Chinese government. You hear a lot about the environment and saving the planet, by which they mean don't drive an SUV. But the actual planet, its actual resources, its oceans, the most important resource the planet has. It's not about climate. It's about the oceans. And increasingly, they're polluted and bereft of fish. And China's doing that. We're not. And no one's saying a word about it. So instead of addressing any of these problems, our leaders are responding in the one way they know how. They're throwing more money at the problem and in the process devaluing the U.S. dollar that we're going to desperately need to stay solvent. California Governor Gavin Newsom, for example, just announced he's about to give his residents another free credit card. 
So today we're announcing a $9 billion tax refund to tens of millions of Californians, $400 for each registered vehicle that an individual owns, up to two vehicles. That direct relief will address the issue that we all are struggling to address, and that's the issue of gas prices. (laughs) So if the hands and the hair and the teeth distracted you and you didn't actually hear anything that Governor Newsom said, what he's saying is, Tax prices are really high, so we're going to give you a tax refund, whether or not you pay taxes, it's welfare, and that's going to solve the problem. What he doesn't say is that California has the highest gas prices in America because it has the highest gas taxes in America. Why not open up the pipeline that he closed? Why not try to... Um... I'm sorry, I'm thinking that we're also, we're living in an ideal world where the... Government officials actually give a damn about the people. You know, find some way to for America to be self-sufficient instead of depending on so many other outside countries for resources. But this has been a long time coming. I, I just, I just see it. I mean, you look at a problem, and it's just like this has been a long time. There's nothing you could do. This is years of damage in the making. Seven bucks a gallon in Los Angeles. And they're thinking about a welfare check. That's not going to solve anything. You can't always throw money at a problem. What is the solution? What is the solution? How do you fix this? Money isn't going to help. What is the plan? What is the strategy? What is the game plan? Seven bucks. He did that. But instead of fixing it, he's making you more dependent. And this is a trend. For the second time in two years, politicians are sending out welfare checks to compensate for economic crises that they caused. So if you wanted to increase inflation, if you wanted to make the population weak and dependent upon you, this is what you'd probably do. Free bread next. Yep. Yeah, this this is how it's going, man. This is how it's going. Sad to say, this is this is the way we're going, man. And they're gonna have the people dependent to the point that they may even want to go to war with Russia. May even just to just to have a, a a roof over their head, and that you know they have food to eat. Well, tell me what you think in the comment section. What do you think about the fact that? You know, you heard on this channel we're going to have a food shortage. But now that even Joe Biden has said we're going to have a food shortage, tell me what you think. What do you think about this? What's going through your mind? Let me know. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Later.